This is Adventure Nannies On Air. I'm Shenandoah. And I'm Brandy. Our company is Adventure Nannies, and we talk about nannying, traveling, professional development, and also whatever we want. We'll try to keep our potty mouths to a minimum, but this podcast is not suitable for kids. You can find out more about us at adventurenannies.com. Welcome back to Adventure Nannies On Air. Shenandoah over here. Brandy, where are you? Brandy over here. I'm in St. Louis. I love St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. You guys going to yeah. go to the city museum or is it one of those like drive all day? It's closed oh. today. Yeah, I know. I was super bummed. And Lenny's not feeling so hot, so I'm going to keep him quarantined in mm. the day room. Poor little dude. He just turned yeah. two. It was his birthday yeah. yesterday. Happy birthday, yeah. Lenny. No one wants to puke on their birthdays unless it's their 21st oh. birthday. <laughs> this is just his second. It's too 19 soon. 19 years too soon. I mean, he's he's mature yep. for his age. He's advanced. <laughs> yeah, he's advanced. <laughs> well, we wanted to chat a little bit today about screen time. Hot topic. Such a hot topic. Um, it's something that a lot of parents are figuring out maybe isn't the most awesome way to raise their kids. And I think for a lot of parents, a pretty key factor into why they decide to hire a nanny. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know a lot of families who we've talked with in the last year have either limited screen time or totally screen-free households. Brandy, I would love to hear sort of how your screen time philosophy has evolved in the last two years of being a parent, if you'd like to share. Yeah, sure. Um, I think in the beginning, I was definitely an idealist and one of those people that didn't want Lenny to be around a screen even. (laughs) I like to have a game on in the background. I was like, no. But then as time passes, I realized that he's going to be exposed to these things one way or another. And I, as a mother, like just today, he's only two and he's not feeling well at all. So I just left our hotel room where I was cuddled up in front of a puffin island episode with him Mm -hmm. and i have no problem doing that with him while he's really sick and we're stuck inside a hotel room i also have no problem letting him watch a little tv in front of the like on an airplane or any time that i think it's probably less traumatizing for him to be watching Mm -hmm. tv versus crying for three hours but yeah with our nanny megan i definitely prefer her not to have him watch tv unless she is on a flight with him and i'm sitting somewhere else yeah she's getting paid she's getting paid she's a nanny (laughs) yeah yeah it is harder to not have a tv but that's why she gets the big bucks and moms do it for free poor moms (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was just talking to a mom this morning and she was like yeah we've had a lot of people come in and think they want to be a nanny and then they realize that it's hard because it's kind of like being a mom which is the hardest job in the world (laughs) yeah exactly doesn't doesn't always sound like better roses no in the parent world even when you have a nanny it's not always easy so i think you know we're going to kind of go through some antidotes and solutions for helping to minimize 
screen time with your nanny kids. I think that it is really important as with all things to sort of talk to your nanny family about this first and develop a plan and have a clear understanding of what their expectations and boundaries are around screen time. And I also think that it is really important to understand that the rules that you established with their blessing for screen time when you're in charge of the kids may not be upheld on the parent end and the evenings or weekends or when you are not working. And that's something that you got to be totally okay with. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that don't have nannies that aren't lucky enough for it, to have a nanny. And uh, it's tough. I know one of our episodes we shared Stephanie Hudgens' belief on nannying for kids that watch TV. She won't watch any kids that watch TV because it has such a behavior, a behavioral impact on them. And my friends were, one of my friends in particular was like, I felt kind of TV shamed. And she's a working mom. Um, and I do think that for a mom, do whatever you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. what, if you need to let your kid watch TV while you put food on the table, it's better for them to watch TV than not have food on the table. Yeah. It's also better for them to watch TV and give you a small break versus you being a really stressed out mom the whole time. So I don't think there should be any shame for moms to let their kids watch TV. But yeah, as a nanny, this is your job. Just find something else to do. If you need to cook dinner, yes, it's easier to put a TV show on while you cook dinner. But it's a little, it's totally doable to also just let them play with some toys around the kitchen or go play somewhere else or go into the backyard or whatever it is while you're doing that, even though it's more responsibility and maybe more work for you. Mm -hmm. That's why you're making the big bucks. Yeah, absolutely. I think one kind of key component to this always is to resist the lure of screens on your own. I have talked to a lot of nannies and other folks about this and did some reading out for research before this episode. And there are kind of some varying and conflicting schools of thoughts over treating screen time as a special reward because it can sort of makes having screen time an even bigger deal and just makes it something that kids are really, really looking forward to and kind of gives the screen more power. Yeah. You know, rather than saying, well, we have to do these five chores and then we can watch TV for 30 minutes of just saying like, no, why don't we do this instead? Like, here's an idea. Mm -hmm. We're not going to watch TV right now. Did you want to do this or do this? But if you are staring at a screen all day or have your phone out or, you know, messing around with things on your phone or on an iPad, it is only going to create more of an impression with the kids that whatever's going on in your screen is really important and really fun and will just make Mm -hmm. them want the screen more yeah totally i know when lenny was a little guy i did i am guilty of like putting a book in front of my face when i was actually scrolling through instagram (laughs) on my phone inside the book (laughs) i didn't want him to see me with it (laughs) lenny's gonna grow up and write a biography of all of his memories of you just reading all of the time in his infancy yeah he's like wow she was such an avid reader (laughs) (laughs) she was so literate yeah she read the same book over and over again i wonder if she ever finished it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah exactly yeah no that's a big one yeah and that's something that we ask people when we're calling references for nannies too and i think it's become a pretty common question for a lot of agencies or a lot of parents is asking about cell phone usage and a lot of families do like to stay connected and get texts and photos and updates when people are going out of the house but Mm -hmm. no one is excited about paying someone to watch their kids who's just sitting on their phone all day It's possibly worse than just sitting in front of a TV with the kids all day. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's been a big reason we've seen a couple of people get fired recently, too. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, glancing at their phones a little too often while on the clock. And I've been around a nanny mom situation where the nanny wasn't necessarily on the phone all the time, but it had one of those buttons on the back and she just held it all the time. It was always in her hand. Mm -hmm. And that was something that really drove the family crazy because they just weren't sure what she was like, if she was texting her boyfriend or what, what is she doing on the phone instead of being with my kid? And I think it was just her habit to keep it in her hand mm -hmm. but yeah i would suggest always putting the phone away out of sight from the kids for the same reason you just mentioned and to signal to the parents that you're present and you're there even if you know you're there you're not showing them that you're there mm -hmm. by having that in your hand at all times it's a tough one but i do like our nanny megan was so good at that where she wouldn't get back to our text messages very often <laughs> which was like the opposite problem because she always had her phone put away so uh yeah she recently got a fitbit that notifies her when she's gotten a text message and i do think that's a good compromise oh. so that if you need to be reached you can just glance at your watch really quickly and realize that okay that was my friend stephanie that was not the, my boss and ignore it but if it is your boss you can get right back to them yeah sorry stephanie yeah i didn't mean to use her You're name again have to wait, as an example stephanie. <laughs> yeah. i'm on yeah. the clock stephanie <laughs> exactly <laughs> Stephanie blowing up the Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, Fitbit is a perfect lead in into like a very easy way to limit screen time is to not be at home and to go for a walk or take oh, yeah. the kids outside or go to a playground or just, you know, remove the idea that screen time is even a possibility by being somewhere out in the world. Yes. Yeah. Hide it. <laughs> Hide it. Out of sight, Pretend out of mind. It's not there. Yeah. The other day, actually, because we had just come in on this tour um, and Lenny got to watch a show on the way in. And then we use his iPad sometimes as a baby monitor. And Megan had set it up in his room without like really thinking about this. And then at probably 4 a.m. I heard from Lenny's little side of the hotel room. Show, show, <laughs> show, because <laughs> he saw the iPad and near his crib and just, just freaked out it. i was like oh god yeah so now <laughs> we up. now we keep it hidden yeah it's like oof, that was a rough morning <laughs> uh-huh the american academy of pediatrics has some great recommendations for how to sort of incorporate learning into screen time when it is happening they definitely don't recommend any screen media for children under two but they do recommend if you are having screen time to find children's shows where sometimes the character is speaking directly to the children or asking the kids to participate in the show in some way. And they have some great resources in terms of how to start a conversation with a toddler about the TV show they watched to kind of talk through what they liked and disliked or how it made them feel or who their favorite character is. Yeah, And just to engage them more if you are having screen time with the family's permission to watch it actively and encourage them to dance or name things that they see on the screen or help them to draw parallels to what's happening on the show with things that might be happening in their life. Yeah. Or acting out the episode of the show again after you watch it. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think TV nowadays is extra hard, though, because you see all these cartoons with rapid fire action. And I think it limits kids attention span later on in life because everything's just boom, 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 boom in their face. Mm -hmm. So on top of all the suggestions they have, I know they recommend a few specific shows, but 
I like letting Lenny watch really slow-paced ones like Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street because I hope that it's uh, not destroying his attention span for the future. I have a girlfriend who only lets her kids watch reruns of The Office, even though they're only <laughs> like two years old, because she's like, I want them to be able to follow a storyline. And I think oh. that's kind of cool. <laughs> wow. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another report that I read that was from the New York Times talks a lot about how many teenagers now have access to smartphones and just have that feeling of being constantly online. Mm -hmm. And so an important part of sort of regulating screen time is having certain times of day and certain activities always being screen free. Yes. A really big one that they recommend is at the table or during meals. Yes. Because it also then associates it associates the act of eat, of eating with something that has a screen in front of it, mm-hmm. which can be a really challenging habit for, I mean, it's a challenging habit for a lot of adults to break too, but especially for yeah. kids. If you're accidentally setting the expectation that every time they're sitting down to eat food, there will always be a show on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really hard. And I think that's one of the easiest tools, like the easiest way parents use screens to uh, I'm sorry, not the easiest. One thing that screens do to make their lives a lot easier is using a screen during mealtime. And that's such a tough habit to break, like you said. But you always see those parents with their kids watching iPads during dinner. And I have done that a few times. If I'm going out to dinner with uh, someone that I haven't seen in a really long time, like my family, and I don't have a nanny, and I'll let Lenny watch a show. I think I've done it twice since he's been around so far. And it's it makes it so much more pleasant for everyone, which is why that's such a slippery slope. But again, as a nanny, even though you don't want your kids screaming the whole time you're at Noodles and Company, it's worth it to put the time and effort in to teach them those lessons now. And you like let the mom use that when she's desperate, but you can't use that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think if you are working with a family who is a little bit more lax about their screen time policy, I mean, obviously don't be shitty to them about it. (laughs) I would say is number one is that, (laughs) you know, that's their, that's a decision that they've made either knowingly or unknowingly. And it's important to respect it. Um, But I know that for a lot of nannies, it can cause issues in the day to day. If the kids are used to having a lot of screen time and then a nanny comes in with, and tries to make a bunch of rules or set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I think that another, you know, if you're working with a family who loves screen time, <laughs> can't get enough of it, think it's awesome. Every kid <laughs> is born with a, a mini iPad and a tiny Nintendo Switch, <laughs> that it is worth your time to do a little bit of research and try to find some educationally focused games or now there are a lot of kids shows on youtube that are like a little bit more stem focused Mm -hmm. it would be great to do some research and bring that to the parents like hey i noticed your four-year-old is playing angry birds for three hours a day and i'm really sick of listening to the angry birds music (laughs) and the sound of birds exploding (laughs) pigs and so i found this cool (laughs) chemistry game is it okay if i introduce this to him (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. Just make it more interactive with you and the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are, you know, these days, screens screens and technology are a pretty integral part of 
our culture. And so unless you are working with a family who has really banned them and doesn't want them around at all, there are opportunities to find cool learning-based activities to take on. Yeah, yeah. And cooking shows, you can take that into reality real quick. Mm -hmm. That's fun. My friend's daughter just turned four and she's obsessed with watching toy review videos. Oh, wow. She, Yeah, she doesn't have very many toys, <laughs> but she will like, get really into a toy and just watch 20 toy review videos of it on YouTube and then can like recite oh. all of the statistics and the weight of a toy and how many different functional uses uses it has <laughs> other That's toys adorable. that complement it yeah she's like a little toy <laughs> researcher she's gonna work for parent magazine one day yeah and somehow it doesn't translate into like i need this toy ah where she's just like here are all the yeah. interesting facts that i learned about That's this great. one toy i spent two hours today researching <laughs> that's really cute mm-hmm yeah, it's a weird time because I, I know we grew up with TV and movies and I remember I watched Home Alone and also, shoot, what's that one where Robin Williams was the bat about the rainforest? Robin Williams was a bat named Batty and it was about the destruction. Fern Gully. Jumanji. Fern Gully so many times. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> that we, my brothers and I could recite the entire movie. So we had that, and our parents let us watch TV, but I think our generation is weird because we're the first generation that grew up without screens or personal TVs, or, like iPads or iPhones. Mm -hmm. And then now our kids are growing up 100% with it. So we grew up without, I think I got my first iPhone when I was 21. Mm -hmm. I don't know how old you were, but I was way, you know, my whole childhood was spent without it. If we wanted to watch TV, we were like inside with a VCR. Yep. But it didn't follow us around the way it does now. So I feel really grateful that I'm having a kid after this first batch of kids were born and like all the two, all the kids born in the two thousands and the early two thousands. I don't even know. It's like a completely different reality from the one we lived in. And we get to see what happens to those kids and make our own parenting decisions based off of that. But yeah, I just, it's tough. It was it's a video probably from six or seven years ago now, but it's like a six month old laying in the backyard with the magazine in front of her. And she's trying, she's like hitting the magazine page to try to zoom in as if it's an iPad screen. Yes. Yeah. That, it's crazy. That was the first thing I saw where I was really like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. But then there's, it's not good. Yeah. But then there's other articles. I just read one from the New York Times also that was like, is screen time really that bad? Because it's causation versus correlation, too. And yes, it's bad to like sit around and not do anything for a long time. But you could sit around and not do a lot of stuff for a long time. Like if your kid is really into reading, that's also being inactive for long portions of time. Mm -hmm. But it's just tough. You just got to find a healthy balance there. And I think nannies are employed to help the family reach that balance. Even if the family is TV heavy, the nanny not being if she's working 40 hours a week that's great mm -hmm. that's balance yeah but the one other thing i do want to throw in with screen time if you are if you are with a screen friendly family even if the kids aren't watching tv while you are there another great thing that you can do is sort of help them to find programs that have a have diverse and differently abled casts of characters Yes. Whether it is an animated or a live action show. I saw a really cool lecture at Nanny Palooza this last year with a woman who was talking about the importance of diversity in books. 
and that by the age of three, children can already like identify different races and already are starting to have a little bit of a hierarchy going on in their mind about like which people are different from which other people and which people are sort of better to be than other people. And so like regardless of gender or the ethnic makeup of the family that you are nannying for, it's really important in that early childhood development to expose them to a wide range of different races and people in wheelchairs and characters who are blind or who have hearing impairments or characters who are Down syndrome. Yeah. Just to start sort of normalizing the idea that there are a diverse array of different people who are all equal and all can get along with each other and have positive interactions. Yeah, totally. Because we all know that until pretty recently, TV was definitely not focused on that. And, you know, at this except point... For except for Sesame Street. Except for Sesame Street. Street. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we've, we've grown up with, you know, a few generations of TV that were definitely not sort of treating all types mm-hmm. of people as equals that I think has had some pretty bummer effects on the yeah. whole country. Especially the representation of women, too, in general. It's crazy. Yeah, I've just started... Um, I've been watching 24 for the first time. And we're, like, in the third season, I'm just like, man, like, every Middle Eastern person on the show is a terrorist. And every woman is either, like, stupid and just, like, trying to rip their Mm -hmm. blouse off for a hero to make out with them. Or they're smart and they're, like, an evil bitch. Yeah, yeah. Who nobody likes. Like, those are the only two types of characters on the whole show. Cool. Great. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, you can (laughs) skip it. I heard it. I haven't gotten to the end yet. It's starring Kiefer Sutherland, and I heard that it got canceled because he, like, totally lost it. Ooh. It was many man. years ago. But not long enough ago to be like, oh, did you know that you shouldn't write women characters like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, within the last 20 years, I think. And I'm trying to remember the name of that test. It's, like, the Betcher test. The It's, like, a test where... Your, a movie or TV show can only pass it if a woman has one or more speaking parts to any... Like, if two women speak to test. each other at some point... The Bechdel test, yeah. Two women speak to each other. They talk about something other than a man. I think that's all there is to it. And something crazy like... The characters have know, to 10%. have names. Oh, <laughs> and the female characters have to have names, too. And such a small percentage of shows pass that simple test, which is crazy. Anyway... Uh-huh. That was a little bit of a off-topic tangent. Getting back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, diversity and what your kids watch. You know, if they're obsessed with watching, if you need to go, if you're flying to Italy and your parents allow you to watch a TV show, to let the kids watch a TV show, you know, listen to a Italian language show or wherever you're going. Watch something that teaches your kids something. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it can have value. Yeah. Screens can have value. They can, but they also shouldn't replace your job. No, no, they're not there to do your job. And I always got freaked out. I remember one time nannying some kids and I didn't have cable growing up and I was probably a 14 year old when I was babysitting. Mm -hmm. I should say that instead of nannying this family. And we were watching Nickelodeon and I could not believe the way that the kids on Nickelodeon were speaking to their parents. I don't even remember what show it was, but I was like, oh, my God, I would never be able to sass my mom like that mm-hmm. or my dad like that. I am, and so remembering that I'm never going to let Lenny watch that. But yeah, I don't want him modeling that behavior. No. 
Dirty bitch slapped me the other day. What? It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Tell me everything. <laughs> he just looked at me and slapped me across the face and started laughing. Was he mad at you? Oh, no, he thought it was funny. Hmm. I think he's just testing it out. I put him down immediately and said it wasn't funny and he started crying. So I think he got it. And then I made him give me a kiss on the cheek. But I've already been bitch slapped before he turned two. So Hannah Anderson does not need to be adding to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm scared. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lenny. <laughs> I know. Huh. Well, we would love to hear from some nannies and educators in terms of either how you have steered the kids in your charge away from screen time or resources that you found to help turn limited screen time into an awesome enriching educational activity yes please so please feel free to email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com and then get right off your computer and get outside yeah and then turn your phone off <laughs> shut your laptop yeah learn a trade yeah read a book with paper in it yeah and when you see a mom at a restaurant using the ipad don't judge her for it <laughs> Yeah, she's a mom. That's not fair. She's doing her best, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Oh, before we go, I just want to remind everyone that International Nanny Training Day is coming right up, and Adventure Nannies is doing a special online-only event this year on the Sunday after um, the official in-person Nanny Training Day events are taking place. What are some highlights of this upcoming event? Oh, well, let me tell you all about it. It's going to be on Sunday, April 19th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tickets are live on Eventbrite. The event itself happens on Facebook Live, and we will be hearing from a lot of very cool speakers about self-care, the benefits of legal pay, negotiating, Someone from the National Domestic Workers Alliance will be there. Tanya Sakowitz will be talking to us. We have a therapist coming in for the first time ever this year, which I'm really excited about. Wow. Because there have been so much, there's been so much talk about self-care in the nanny community and sort of self-care shaming for people who like aren't quote unquote doing it the right way. Oh, jeez. And a lot of like pressure on caregivers and on women in general about how important it is to practice self-care. That when people aren't doing it, they can kind of get a complex or feel like they're really doing something wrong. Um, so we're bringing in a family counselor and therapist to talk about like the myth of self-care and how people can actually practice self-care in a healthy, non-judgmental way. I love that. And a bunch of other stuff. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Yeah, so please feel free to sign up. Tickets just went on sale on Saturday, and they are at a nice, cheap early bird rate until the end of the month. Ooh, how much are they? They're $25. Oh, that's amazing. That's not too bad, right? That's nothing. 25 bucks. That's like a pretty nice lunch. Yeah. That's like a lunch with a drink. Not a, a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage, even. Not alcoholic. With a mango iced tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, take care out there, everyone. We will be talking to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more, visit us at adventurenannies.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
To send us love letters, questions, or ideas for future episodes, email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com. Bye! Bye.